following is brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Blood is thicker than alcohol. Thicker than alcohol. The podcast where blood is actually thicker than water. But who the fuck needs water when there's plenty of alcohol? I'm Ryan, the straight brother that's conservative-minded enough to be the definition of toxic masculinity, but liberal-minded enough to seek therapy for that shit. And just alcoholic enough to actually think the show was a good idea. And I'm Ronnie, the gay brother who's completely oblivious to what it must be like to live a straight life in a world that lies just outside of my cute little cozy San Francisco gay bubble to a place where I actually just learned, uh, you know, the other day that the phrase bro, it's actually not an anal sex toy. Did you know that? Blood is Thicker Than Alcohol is the show that takes on the daunting and seemingly impossible act of bridging the gap between gay and straight. No need to thank us. While we, the Washburn brothers, fight one gay point over the straight and one straight point over the gay. So listen along each week as we drink our way through current topics of conversation in the news, pop culture, and real stories based on our actual lives. All with a gay lemon twist. Ronnie, you're enough fruit for the both of us. Plus, I drink my shit straight up. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah, so just grab your shot glasses and bottoms up. Or, uh, I, I mean, I, I guess straight up to, right? Sure. So let's get gay and straight. With blood is thicker than alcohol. Welcome back to Blood is Thicker Than Alcohol. And here we are again. We the Washburn Brothers are back for yet another episode. And I think it's episode number four at this point. We're actually getting into the fucking trenches. And last week we talked about football, sort of. Or football performances, <laughs> halftime show performances. Based very loosely on football. Based very loosely on football. But also, uh, we have a lot of fun shit that I have planned this week. So as you all know, just as a little quick recap, Ryan dominated the topic of conversation and picked football last week. And we talked about Super Bowl specifically. And this week, it's my turn to pop the question in the blood alcohol level segment. So I'm just going to jump right on in if you don't mind, if you don't mind. Do you mind? Are we going to talk about what we're drinking? We're going to talk about what we're drinking. What are you drinking this week, Ryan? I am still into the bottle of Scotch whiskey from Costco. I would actually prefer it if instead of saying Scotch whiskey from Costco, you would just say, I'm drinking a dirty bottle of Scotch. I think that sounds better. Don't you think? <laughs> a dirty no? bottle of Scotch. A dirty bottle of Scotch. Uh, that... It's, it's it's kind of elusive and sexy. No? Okay. Dirty bottle. <laughs> well, that's my thought. 
but I'm still dirty bottle of scotch on the same (laughs) bottle of Stoli because we're double recording this week. So I've actually had a couple of shots. Just don't tell anyone. It's a secret. But I was really sick last week, so we had to double record for this specific episode. So let's just get right into it because I don't have any time for chitter chatter. But that being said, this week, my blood alcohol level question is all about, are you ready? Are you feeling it? Are you waiting for it? Is the anticipation killing you? No. (laughs) (laughs) This week, my question is about drag queens. Drag queens. How do you feel about that? How does that sit with you? I'm probably going to get it wrong. (laughs) I think you are too. Okay, so my blood alcohol level question is as follows. So the earliest recorded historical moment of drag queens in our entire world society is one of three. And I want to see if you can get this right. Okay, so this is the beginning. This is where the very first moments of drag queen situations were happening in our world. Number one, the early settlements in the United States around the 1980s, excuse me, the 1780s. Oh my God. What? See, the alcohol is already kicking in. So the early, early, <laughs> oh my God, I can't do, can I get through this? Can I get through this? We'll <laughs> see. The early settlements in the United States in the 1780s, shortly after the country was newly established. So supposedly this is where the first drag queens came to fruition. Okay. This moment. Or it's number two. The 1860s in England, otherwise known as the Victorian era. Or... Option number three, the 1940s in Paris, France, shortly after World War II. Which do you think it is? Before I answer, before I answer, I would like to uh, go ahead and give you a disclaimer. Okay. I'm very competitive, so I'm Mm -hmm. going to answer. You're going to tell me if I'm wrong or right. Mm -hmm. And if I'm wrong, I'm going to fact check the shit out of this. I love it. And if I'm right, you're going to have to take like 17 shots or something. Okay. Do you want me to recap real quick before you answer? Or do you, do you got it in your head? Uh, just give me like a, a brief synopsis of okay. each one. So option one. Just just the early yeah, just settlement of the United States in the 1780s, shortly following okay. the newly established United States. Number two. The 1860s in England, otherwise known as the Victorian era. Or number three, the 1940s in Paris, France, shortly following World War II. Okay, and this is just documented, right? Documented the first moments of drag queen-age in history, just Um, documented. We'll go with B. Which is what? I don't remember the, the whatever the B was. England, otherwise known as the Victorian area. <laughs> sure. That one. Area. I said area. 
Bitch, Aaron. you fucking got it right. God damn it. I wanted to talk ah, about drag queens <laughs> so bad. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> yes. So the earliest. Uh, no, first you got to take a shot, bro. <laughs> I know. So the earliest form of drag queens while I'm pouring my shot are in that Victorian era in England. And actually, if you think about it, it's like the Shakespearean era, right? Where it was like, back then, actors did plays, but women weren't allowed to act. So the men acted as the women. Fun fact. So that's the earliest form of drag queens recorded in our history as a whole. All right, now let me take my shot. Shot one, Ronnie. Notice he lost and he's still talking about his topic anyway. I know, whatever, anyway. <laughs> fuck you, bitch. Man, I'm going to have to talk about straight shit twice in a row. All right, fuck all right, this. All right, look, I'm going to be nice because, I, because this is two times in a row. What I would like to do, because I kind of wanted to do this for the show anyways, me and Ronnie are going to go back and forth, and we're going to talk about peeves strictly. I'm going to talk about straight peeves, like gay, what gay people do that kind of, you know, irritate. Okay, but you can't be you know, offensive. Well, we're not going to be offensive. That's why I kind of <laughs> said irritate. <laughs> but you're also going to do it to about straight oh people. Oh, my so God. Can, I, don't, I don't even know where don't to begin. You don't care. You can be offensive. Okay. So why don't you go ahead and go first so that you, you know, don't get your... Well, just to start things off, like, your absolute entire life is one of my pet peeves. <laughs> Wait, what? I'm totally kidding. I'm totally mean? kidding. Elaborate, I'm bro. totally kidding. Okay, so for example, what you just said. So, the phrase bro, I cannot fucking stand bro. Listen... I want everyone to understand out there. I live in the Castro district of San Francisco. So basically what that means is my entire life is so fully fucking immersed in gay life. There's a rainbow everywhere I look when I go outside my fucking door, like a rainbow flag or a rainbow banner or a gay business or you name it. It's gay where I live. So, I mean, maybe I'm a little used to that since I've lived here for the last like fucking nine plus years but also it's like yeah bro what's up bro yeah bro 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 like I fucking hate that shit the worst part about that specifically is my son every time like I come pick him up hey bro hey bro I'm like okay I'm your fucking dad I am not your bro stop calling me bro we're not doing that bro thing. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> I just absolutely fucking hate that shit. You know, in my mind, the phrase bro, yeah, bro, what's up, bro? All that bullshit is like just straight up homophobic in my mind. That's just, I cringe when I fucking hear it. And, you know, there's a real reason why I actually wrote into the actual script for the introduction of this very show the part where I go, and did you know the phrase bro is not an anal sex toy? Did you know that? It's like the whole joke. Like, I don't even know what that fucking phrase even means. So if any of you listeners out there ever see me out and about, like in the city or anywhere else that you may run into me, 
do not ever come up to me and say hello with a bro. Are, are we all straight? Are we all clear? <laughs> all right. For my next peeve, and this is a personal one. Oh, a personal pet peeve. A big... That's a big deal. Well, yeah. I don't. Well, it's like your thing. I don't want to speak for all the straights. <laughs> this is just something personal for me. <clears throat> because I have such a bad memory. I was a server for for many, many years. Way too many years. Um, and after... Oh my god, bitch. Are we doing years, that sorry, shit right serving. now? No, no, no. We're oh. not. <laughs> after so many years of serving, um, I would run into, you know, regulars from back in the day in the wild. Like at Target or wherever uh, the fuck I am. Right? And I recognize their faces immediately. Don't know their names. With that being said... I have a hard time remembering names. I'm partially dyslexic, so I fuck up numbers sometimes too in words when I'm reading them. So all that being said, the 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 pronouns are hard for me. Remembering all the different ones, and I'll call you whatever the fuck you want me to call you. Just tell me. But it's like, you, uh, my peeve is the ones who get real mad at you for not using the proper pronouns Ooh. after they've only told you once. Let me give you an example. I have no issue with it. Like I said, if I, if you tell me about it, I'll do it. I don't, I, my pet peeve is not the pronouns. My pet peeve is I meet you for the first time at a party or wherever. It doesn't matter. Uh, you identify your pronouns are they, them. Okay. Um, but um, you are uh, in the straight world. You are a female, right? So, like, if, like, I say her, and they're like, oh, my pronouns are they, them. I was like, oh, okay. And then, like, we'll be talking, and I'll say they, them, or they, or whichever, however. And then, but, like, I'll start talking again, like, later on in the night, and then I, I slip out a she or her. And then I'm like, oh, my bad. I forgot. You know what I mean? But you still see they're clearly upset. And or they'll say, I yeah. even had somebody say something. Yeah. Like, that's my peeve. Not, it's, it, when I'm obviously trying to do it and it's my memory it's not the lack and you're of straight so you shouldn't be expected to, to be held to that you know standard I, mean? <laughs> I, I i did i just see that's i disagree with that i think that everyone should treat people the way that they want to be treated there shouldn't be yeah you know, and there's there's no higher ground from a straight person to be like, oh no you're biologically blah blah, blah. you know what i mean because i hear the the right alt-right talking shit too but that's not where i'm about i just as a human being i'm flawed i have a bad memory it doesn't matter if you're he them they they're like i'm a fuck up yeah you know what i mean so like if i'm trying and it's clear that i'm trying and you're still upset that's when i have an issue well with. and here's the thing so you know i'm a gay man i identify as he him i'm gen x i'm not a millennial i'm not a gen z so in my mind I am a man that loves to suck dick. I loves to eat male ass. And that's it. Like, I, that's who I want to identify as. And listen, there are people out there who have these feelings that we can't, like, we can't, like, say, okay, you shouldn't have those feelings. That's not our, our right to say they have every right to feel the way that they want. Like if somebody is more born as a male and feels female and they want to transition, that's up to them. That's their call. And I a hundred percent endorse that wholeheartedly. 
if there's somebody who's non-binary, which is a little bit more confusing. I, I will, from a straight perspective, I think I get that. But here in SF, we have a lot of non-binary people. So one of my friends has this really great way of like, um, sort of spearheading it when he meets new people, which I, I sort of kind of took that on my wing. It's like, if you meet somebody and it's like potentially like a questionable situation, they're they, them until you learn otherwise. So in other words, you reference them as they, them until you find out it's a solid he, him, or a she, her, or, you know, or they, them. You know, like you just, that's what you should do. And it's just out of respect. But what if they get mad at you? What if they get mad at you for doing, assuming their, their, their pronouns? And, and that is a very strong possibility. Listen, here's the thing. I did the AIDS life cycle for the last few years. It's very, um, you know, HIV and AIDS affects my community very significantly. And I sort of felt like it was my job to be a part of this incredible organization that endorses the idea of like destigmatizing the whole notion of HIV and AIDS. And so what I learned in doing this in the last couple of years is that basically like there are all these different types of people that it participate in AIDS life cycle. Like you have every single fucking letter of the alphabet you could possibly think of. Like you have the gays, the straights, the lesbians, the transgender, the non-binary, everyone. They're all in this community and we all are hanging out for a week, camping out, meeting each other, meeting each other in the porta potty line, meeting each other in the food line, all of it. And you never know who you're going to meet. Like you don't want to offend anybody because you never know where they come from who they are, what their lifestyle is. Like you want to make them feel as comfortable as possible. That's the way I see it. And I, I sort of feel right. like it's, and I, and I get from a straight perspective that you wouldn't fully get that because like in your world, it's like there's men, there's women and that's it, you know, right? No, but for that's, us, that's, there's... No, no, that, that's not true though. That's not true. Hold on. That's not true. I'm aware of the situation outside of my quote unquote world, as you put it. Like, I'm aware that there's people who identify as all sorts of things, things that I probably haven't even heard of some of the uh, um, pronouns that I don't know. I don't remember all of them. Like, some of them sound made up like someone's making fun of pronouns when they start talking. And I'm like, oh, no, they're serious. You know what I mean? I'm talking, but I, I mean, and in a situation like you were talking, like, I would have my brain on, like, oh, there's probably somebody here that doesn't identify as a he, she, or anything that quote unquote normal, just for lack of a better way to, to describe it. Um, but I'm saying, like, out in the regular world, someone messes up, they correct you. And, you know, yeah. you move on. That's fine. Like, don't expect me to be perfect on the shit. I failed almost every test. I Listen, there's up, like. you, you, sometimes <laughs> you can't. So there's a specific situation with somebody I met on AIDS Life Cycle the first year. It's somebody that I just fell in love with as an individual. And it's somebody who was born as a female and then ended up, like, transitioning. But seemed... Like face value, like you interact with this individual, seemed like a female, but later I learned 
got like the surgery, the top surgery, identified it as non-binary, all of it okay. went by they, them pronouns. But I didn't really understand that until about halfway through the ride. So I ended up getting very close with this individual. And like to this day, somebody I adore beyond. But I remember last year when I was asked to be captain, I was very heavily involved in a lot of the like, um, you know, volunteer moments with the staff. And I got very close with a lot of the staff. And this individual was somebody who was out of LA. So I, you know, it was somebody who was very well known. Everybody kind of knew who they were, blah, 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 et cetera. So I remember one conversation I had with some of the staff and I accidentally said she. And I realized seconds later, fuck. Like I miss pronounce like yeah, i i misgendered right, right, right. them and, 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 and i didn't mean in to. that situation right and in this situation why can't it be okay to be like oh my i'm i'm sorry my bad like i didn't mean to do that and i and like, i actually did okay? so for example like the staff had known them way more extensively than i had because i had just met them last year we had been you know we became instagram friends we had messaged each other back and forth significantly. Like I donated to their, you know, AIDS life cycle journey. They donated to mine. Like it became this whole thing. And I absolutely hundred thousand percent adore this individual. But like when I got to a place where I was like hanging out with the staff and I accidentally said, she, it, it triggered something in my brain. Like I need to pay more attention to like this kind of thing, because in this environment, in this moment where it's literally, again, like I said before, every single letter you could possibly imagine in the LGBTQ plus alphabet, including straight, like right. I, I, I fucked up. So I went to one of the people who I trusted very well. And I said, listen, I'm going to be honest, I accidentally misgendered this person. And then somebody sort of unintentionally corrected me by saying they after that. And I realized like, oh shit, like I misgendered them. And I felt awful. I felt so awful about it. You know, I, I like actually was like, oh fuck. Like, did I, did I do something that like is unforgivable and whatever. And I went to this individual and I was like, listen, I know that they're not even here, but I want to tell you that I know you heard me say she, and that's not what I meant. It just sort of slipped out of my mouth. It was just sort of like instinct, you know, like it just instinct. Like it just came out the way that I, I felt like it, it, like it was supposed to come out. But the reality is that that's not how it was supposed to come out. And so I, I learned in that moment, like, okay, I need to pay more attention to who people are, how they introduce themselves and what they represent. Because to them, that's their whole world. That's the thing I don't think straight people it. understand. It's like, this is something It's like, it's like you telling me I can't be gay. You know what I mean? I would get offended and be upset and telling you that's, to go fuck yourself, you know, but like that, you have to put yourself in their like shoes. You know, no, no, that's it. That I mean, I think you hit it on the on the button. Um, I think that's why it it pees me so much because there I feel like they're assuming I don't care enough, so I'm not trying. 
And I don't think that's it. Which isn't the case. If you legitimately no, make not, an effort to like acknowledge that about somebody, they're going to appreciate that about you. You know what I mean? But if if before they can even say anything and I'm already correcting myself and apologizing, that should be enough of a, oh, he is trying. Yeah. Like, like I, I'm talking about both. This only happened to me twice. But both cases, I literally, before anybody else spoke, was like, oh, my bad. You know, okay, I think we need to get out of the serious bullshit and get into something a little yes, bit more I'm humorous. Going take, I'm going to take a shot for taking this into a too serious of a, yes. uh, topic right Here now. is cheers to <laughs> all the genders. We uh, support and endorse all of them here on Blood is Thicker Than Alcohol. We live and let live. That's yeah, my motto. Love has no bounds. Gender has no bounds. We support everyone. We love everyone. We want everyone. And cheers to fucking that, bitch. Cheers to fucking that. Shot two, Ronnie. Shot one, Ryan. Oh, God. My shit's getting a little warm. It's not good. Okay. So Ooh, that's why I like my flask. It keeps it cold. My next pet peeve about straight people. Okay. That we hate. That we hate. The, uh, the constant uh, <laughs> increase about butt sex and poop. Okay. Listen. The constant what? The constant inquiries about butt sex. Or like we asked you about it? Yes. Like all of my straight friends Who's are like, I just have it? to know. How do you avoid like having sex because we know, know this. like you're having sex with a dick and an ass, but like, how do you avoid the poop? And I'm like, if I had a dime for how many times I had to explain to one of my straight girlfriends specifically how butt anal sex works. Really? I'm like, listen, girl, who's your boyfriend? Who's your husband? Who's whatever? Because if they're not fucking you in the ass, <laughs> Who doesn't know this? That's what I'm saying. They're, like, then they're not doing. I'm. I'm. You're not. I am a hundred percent straight, and I know that if you're taking it, you have to take an enema. You have to eat a certain type of way, and you. You know what I mean? It's not like a. I mean, spur of the moment. There's gonna be some stuff, or some shit. I should say, quote unquote, literally. And who cares? <laughs> I mean, it, even straight, like. It, I don't know. I need to know the type of people you're talking to because straight people have had poopy dick before. It it happens. Okay. Yeah. But like, so also like at the same time, what straight people don't understand is like, I have a chain enema situation happening in my shower. So in other words, there's this, so, so this it's like chain up, right? dangling in my shower. So I, I get in one. the shower. I stick this little tool up my ass. I turn the little, little nozzle on. The water shoots up into my ass and then I sit on the toilet and I let out everything out until I feel 100% confident to sit on that hot jock top dick. Fully confident that when I pop <laughs> off of it, nothing's going to be there. Nothing. Literally only lube and maybe some spit. Like, and that's it. And that's it. And... And that's what people don't that's get. That's really a thing that they ask you? That know? people ask it all the fucking time. Also, another pet peeve, yeah. since we're going to get into that whole thing. The whole dynamic of, like, the fact that we're two gay men. Okay, so who's the the boy and who's the girl? Fuck you. Fuck you. There's no boy and there's no girl. 
There's just because there's a listen, it's called top and bottom, but also just because we're bottoms, that doesn't mean we're the girl. Like that's a very stupid misconception. Male thing. But that's a straight male thing. I don't even think so surprised how many people have asked me that. Like, who's the boy and who's the girl? And then But even women ask you that? Yeah. And even because, okay, so listen, I'm not the most masculine of guys, right? Like, I'm pretty femme. Right. So they always just assume, oh, are you the girl? Like, okay, yes, I'm a bottom. And yes, I love dick in my ass. But also, Mm -hmm. no, I'm not the girl. I'm a man. I'm a fucking man. Like, I, I hate that. That's, so that's societal, much. Ronnie. That's that's societal. It's because the you get a bunch of straight dudes together, and it's literally what you we do growing up. Like the second uh, someone does something that's considered quote unquote feminine, we're either calling the gay f word slur, or we're calling them gay, or we're saying you're a woman. I mean, what's the number one thing that people say to someone who does something feminine? They call them a pussy, right? I mean, it's demeaning all the way around, but that's how straight men. But also, I'm going to be honest with you about something. So we're basically teaching ourselves that this is what it is. So when they see you being flamboyant, they're like, oh, he must be the woman. I'm not saying that's what I do. I'm just saying. No, and I totally get it. But here's what I'm going to say. I'm going to be honest with you 100%. Any bottom that can take a giant dick up their ass is more of a man than any straight guy that I will ever know. Because let me tell you, that shit is not easy. <laughs> Eddie, uh, Eddie, Gr- Eddie Griffin, a long time ago, I remember this when I was young, had the best joke about that. Anybody who could take a dick in their ass and keep a smile on their face is not to be fucked with. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Listen, you don't understand. Like, there's... Hey, look, man, yeah. You got me. I can't do it. But but I, that's the I, thing. I can't do it. So here's the thing. So that's another thing I feel like straight women don't understand is that butt sex for men is pleasurable because we have a prostate. So prostate, when yeah. you shove anything up our ass, it's pleasurable. But women actually don't have a prostate. So when guys yeah, but that's try to mean it's not fuck women in the ass, tr- chances are, I, I'm willing to bet like 75 to 80% of women are only doing it because they think they like that's what their husband, the, the boyfriend, guy or guy, it, yeah. friend, whatever um, wants. Because they do okay, not enjoy this. it. Trust me when I say Riddle me this, Batman. Um, I I uh, I wouldn't call it dating, but I hooked up with a girl a couple of times. And that's all only way she wanted it. So she was a unique. Freak. She claims that's <laughs> the only way that she can come. So yeah, unique freak. Yeah, that's just anomaly. Yes, an anomaly. <laughs> Somebody you probably should have stayed with. Truth be told. <laughs> no, no. I need I need to have some sort of conversation. Yeah, but also she liked it up the ass, I, I, so I I'm sure uh, she's probably had her fair share of dicks up her ass, for sure. Oh yeah, oh yeah. With that being said, I feel I, let's just say it wasn't it wasn't hard to yeah, get it. In. I feel like this is a really great <laughs> spot to take one last thought to chase that shot. 
It's that time again. You actually got it right this this episode. Yeah. <laughs> you said it backwards the last episode. Did I? <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, I I'll find that out in outside. editing. It's totally fine. <laughs> Shot three, Ronnie. Shot two, Ryan. Right. Well, all right, kids. So one last thought to take the shot. Ryan, go. What's your last thought to take the shot? Your final shot. Um, your final thought with the shot. To chase that live shot. and let live and don't get don't be so uptight to all people okay and i think mm. my final thought to chase the shot is that i feel like straight people should just be a little bit more open-minded to other people i think that there are people who are, are open-minded to them but also there's a lot of different people out there. And I, don't, I I think that everybody needs to like take a step back and realize that not everybody is like them. Right. And there's other people. Well, individual, individualism. We should focus on the individual person, yeah. not yeah. what they identify as, who they fuck, or, you know, all that type yeah. of shit. Who gives a fuck on that shit? Yeah. Where do we start with this episode? Like, did what was the topic? I have no. I, me either. Oh, oh, I was being nice because you asked the question and I got it right. <laughs> so I was being nice, and we. I just went with uh, uh, straight and gay. <sighs> I know. I wanted drag queens. <laughs> Fuck. So maybe that's next week. Maybe that's next week. But on so that I, note, I, um. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no. Go ahead. We can talk about it. All okay. Off, so on that note, go to blood alcohol pod on threads and instagram god every time i try to plug this shit i'm so drunk <laughs> blood alcohol pod did i get that right blood alcohol pod yes i think i got that right go to blood alcohol pod on threads and instagram and follow us and get all the updates that you will need to know when i'm sober and not right now on the show and Ryan, it's been a pleasure as always. And I think this is a really good time to fucking end this episode. Yeah, I think this is a good time. <laughs> Anything else you want to say before we go? Get better internet. Get better internet. Yeah, we had three internet drops in this specific recording. So please bear with the editing. Which, by the way, by the time you're listening to this... You, the editing will already be done but as i'm sitting here in this moment it's saying having issues communicating with your server please try to reconnect listen i'm calling my internet provider right as we end this episode so on that note i'll see all of you guys we'll see all of you guys next week next week oh my god i'm so fucking drunk are you drunk no oh my god i'm so See, this is exactly how all of this shit is going to play itself. Okay, we need to just go now.
let's see which Washburn brother actually drank more and which Washburn brother actually is more drunk in the shot count sobriety check recap. Ronnie Washburn here with the official shot count for episode four of Blood is Thicker Than Alcohol. Now, listen, you guys, you might be sitting there thinking to yourself, wait a minute, what just happened? They only took a couple shots each. In fact, Ryan only took two and I took three. But what you don't know is that we actually recorded this episode directly following last week's episode number three, where Ryan actually took 11 shots. That's right, you guys, 11 shots. And Ronnie took five. So the reality of it is, is that with both episodes combined, Ronnie took seven shots, or eight actually, because he took three. So it's eight total for Ronnie and 13 for Ryan. So I think that's actually probably why we didn't take as many this episode. But the reality is, is that we were fucking wasted at the end of this week's episode. So stay tuned for more drinking, more shots, and more fun on next week's episode of Blood is Thicker Than Alcohol. (laughs) Blood is Thicker Than Alcohol has been brought to you by Bossy Power Bottom Productions. Want to know more? Go to bossypowerbottom.com and find out for yourself what it truly means to bottom like a boss with Bossy Power Bottom Productions. (laughs) 